Hello and welcome to Weekend Rental, episode 21. We are the podcast that talks about gaming, geek culture, and whatever else comes to mind. For all things Weekend Rental, check out our website, weekendpodcast.com. You'll also find us on iTunes and Google Play and YouTube and anywhere else you can think of. Uh, I am Ryan, and with me today we've got Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, fellas, so let's kick things off, uh, kind of back into the routine with a normal episode after MGC. Let's go into Buy, Rent, Burn. This is the segment of the podcast where we select three games uh, individually, and we'll play them all and decide which of those games we would personally buy, rent, or burn. Up for review this episode, we've got Andy's pick, which is Knuckles Chaotix. Um, Justin has gone with the amazing Spider-Man web of fire and I've selected Calibri. And if you didn't already notice, these are all for the Sega 32 X fantastic system add on. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> let's go back up to the top and we will go through each one of these games. Uh, we'll go with Andy's pick first knuckles chaotix. Uh, so this was released in 1995. The description on this knuckles, the ed, edgiest echidna on the block is back this screaming wild rides got everything but a speed limit race for the rings and hold on i think i did that justice I, they seriously printed 10 o's just in case you guys were wondering <laughs> uh, so what do you what can you tell us about this gem andy uh i it might be one of my greatest disappointments in my whole life when i saw this oh. for the first, first time when i and was you're a the kid. number one sonic fan too i can only imagine it, it i mean it is uh, honestly like i was a huge knuckles fan because like knuckles got onto the scene and he was like his attitude was cranked to 11 compared to sonic you know so i was a big fan of knuckles and when i heard that he was getting his own game I kind of begged for a 32x didn't not get one oh which is probably very good in <laughs> hindsight <laughs> <laughs> um but i did have i guess not really a friend but it's somebody i went to school with and i was over and watched him play it and wow i was really bummed out like i think even then i was disappointed even though i was like oh knuckles yeah awesome he got his own game but like playing it again now it just reaffirms like how awful that i whole idea was like <laughs> <laughs> like you're coming off of sonic which everybody loves for you know the speed and everything and just all that and it's like what if we just tied another like a boat anchor to sonic <laughs> and then this sounds like a great a idea like i don't see any holes in this <laughs> <laughs> progression in gameplay i like it yeah and the and then just like periodically have that boat anger just swing around and just do random stuff as far as physics goes and like affect where you're tr what you're trying to accomplish in the whole level and make sure the game is like really slow too. So that was it's unbelievable that they came to that conclusion that that was the right direction for a Sonic game for their next, you know, big franchise in that. Well, there's probably a reason it's not called Sonic Chaotix. I'm sure after they started developing that, they're like, yeah, we, we can't sully 
Sonic's name that bad. We'll wait until yeah. the uh, after Dreamcast era to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, for those that aren't aware, it, it is like a Sonic-type game, but it you, you have almost like a rubber band attached to another character that's kind of an AI. So you kind of, a lot of there's like puzzle stuff and there's some stuff like that, but overall it's, it's, it just kind of slows down the game and just makes it harder. Like not in a good way, you know, it just makes it annoying. Yeah. I think the description of a boat anchor attached to him fits it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like some of those jumps you have to do and you just get that guy caught on something and it completely <laughs> screws you over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit like uh it kind of almost reminds me a little bit of like um at getting over it with what's his name like the pickaxe is sort of the equivalent of the extra character oh. tethered to you oh yeah knuckles chaotix where it just can completely fuck you if it lands the wrong spot <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a sonic game was made in quap or something <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> i mean it's it's an interesting attempt on some of the different things, I guess, but I, I don't know. It, it was pretty tough on a lot of the launching because you have to hand, have the person stand in a certain spot and then launch them. Yep. I don't know. I just couldn't get it to work right most of the time. You get it luckily one time and you never get it again. Yeah. I would love to see somebody like actually be really good at this game to see like how you control all that and make it. I'm sure it's crazy. But like you have to have like the right rhythm to everything, I would think. So you're saying it's not the uh, premier 32x experience that it was cracked up to be? <sighs> no, and honestly, like this might be where Sonic kind of started cracking a little bit. Uh, this is where <laughs> a lot of Sonic's friends started showing up. They're like, "Oh, what if we just invite all you know a shit ton of random characters in?" You know. <laughs> That's kind of where this all started. <laughs> that reminds like it, me. it worked for Knuckles. We invited Knuckles. Let's just invite like 10 more guys. Other than Vector the Alligator, I'm totally on board for that guy. I mean, that guy's cool, but. <laughs> just reminds me of like that. I think there was like two episodes back on Retronauts. They were like, we're, today we're talking about Sonic and all his dumbass friends. <laughs> it was like the introduction, <laughs> but it's like, it is true. It's like, you were right. Like Knuckles Chaotix introduce the just like smorgasbord of like shitty B characters that they've been shoving down our throat ever since. Pretty much. Yeah. There's still like, even when you play, when you play the uh, Sonic generations game, they'll be like, Oh, Hey, it's the chaotix team. And it's like, <laughs> nice. You know what I found like, out that I didn't know. Did you know they murder big, the cat in the background of Sonic adventure Two? Like they lit, if you watch, right, they literally show him getting run over by a truck. Which I didn't really, realize. Huh. It's kind of awesome. That at least corrected some <laughs> mistakes, I guess. <laughs> uh, so now that we've wandered down the rabbit hole, any any final thoughts on uh, Knuckles Chaotix? Uh, it's just it's just a massive disappointment. Other than like you could tell that they're like, hey, look, we have scaling now, like <laughs> compared to like the Genesis that really didn't have that. They right. scale a ton of sprites in this game. <laughs> So just to show that off, I think that was their showpiece. But overall, it, yeah, not a good uh, display for first party Sega on that. <laughs> All right. So on to Justin's pick, the Amazing Spider-Man Web of Fire. 
This came out in 1996. Description on this one, a massive electrical plasma grid has shrouded New York City in a blanket of hysteria and destruction. Skyscrapers are crumbling, civilians are frying. It's only a matter of time before the Big Apple becomes the Baked Apple. Ayo! <laughs> yes! <laughs> what can you tell us about this one, Justin? Well, I picked it because it had the amazing in it. <laughs> it's deceiving. Um, you gotta watch out really for know. that. Yeah, David I didn't know Crane's Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it... It really wasn't that great. Um, it's a, what, side-scrolling, I suppose, beat em up type. Um, you do have standard Spider-Man. You get you can swing on your web and tie up the enemies and stuff. Um, the fighting, I didn't think, was very good at all. Um, as far as movement and actually getting near them to attack them, which was kind of a disappointment. Um, the I pretty much just swung over every enemy I could. So I didn't have to try to fight them. <laughs> um, and then when you get to the bosses, I don't know. I struggled with that as well. I don't think I actually even beat the first boss. But um, it wasn't that much fun. <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot to say about it other than it's not amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have to completely agree. <laughs> that was for For, you know, like Spider-Man, you think of like being like the ultimate almost like an acrobat as far as fighting and like you play that game and it's just like he's he's punching and he's got the lowest like arm reach imaginable (laughs) (laughs) i guess you can shoot like webs to be like sit that you know sit still over there while i come after you and punch you and even like the first two punches don't quite reach him because like i'm like well this should reach him but it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) the thing with that too like There'll be a guy behind the guy that you just tied, and he'll shoot through his <laughs> yeah. enemy friend. And I don't know. I was just frustrating with that, too. Well, technically, yeah. you could shoot a bullet through your friend into another guy, right? I mean, that seems pretty. Right. That's like some amazing real life physics right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Only the power of the, the 32X could like do that for you. <laughs> you shoot a web, you type the first guy, the second web should go through that guy, right? Yeah. It's only fair. <laughs> yeah it is weird though like how there was there was like this track record of nobody could make a good spider-man game until like the playstation 2 spider-man games like just years of failed trash yeah oh well the ps1 ones were pretty good but yeah i have to agree. oh yeah that's, that's true the one that, they were all pretty bad there was the one that was like ps1 and dreamcast right that was pretty solid yep um this one's got some weird graphic it's almost like uh donkey kong country like pre-rendered it's got good animation i guess that's that's something <laughs> but it kind of looks like play-doh you know kind of play-doh-ish type of graphics because they have that like lighting fake lighting 3d stuff like that but you have to appreciate how the 32x showcased graphics that could just happen without like a stupid attachment to your super nintendo right <laughs> yeah. it really justifies your purchase <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah, that was that was not great. There was uh at least there's some cameos from like other superheroes in there, so that's kinda cool, but I think if they would have like you said the punching, if they would have extended the arm reach just a little bit more or made yep. it easier to do jumping attacks, mm-hmm. it would have been actually a pretty good game. But I don't know if they give it pretty good. It would have been a better game. 
Yep. <laughs> That's some high It's praise. a sad thing when he runs. <laughs> it's really sad that Spider-Man runs faster than Knuckles. Like the Sonic <laughs> game does. Like, <laughs> Well, he doesn't have somebody else bungeed to him, so you know that probably helps. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe if you would have, it would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the final pick, my pick. Um, Calibri. So, Deep in the Earth, this is the description. I, I'll, this came out in 1995, I should touch on that. So, description. Deep in the Earth, powerful ancient crystal hums, fueling the balance of nature. But when its toxic twin plummets to Earth, nature totters on the edge of extinction, only one hope survives, Calibri. Though small and alone, the hummingbird must battle the invasive mut- mutation in all its malignant form to restore earth man i'm struggling to read big words today people so (laughs) in all its malignant form to restore earth but at what cost question mark okay so we have combination of uh i guess a green game they're trying to push like um environmentalism on us too but basically calibri I don't know how you really describe it. It sort of boils down to uh, a shooter where you control a hummingbird because reasons, the reasons that it listed there. Um, I don't think I've ever seen another game like this. And there's probably a reason for that, (laughs) that this thing has Mm -hmm. sort of stayed (laughs) on the 32X. Uh, It seems like when people talk about the 32X, Calibri is like one of those games like, no, you have to get it. Probably because we're comparing it to like the 20 other just god awful games that came out (laughs) um i don't know what did you guys think of this one i can't believe this was released here like i could see this totally being a japanese game but like like the marketing plan that sega had going here and then be like yo you're a hummingbird figure it out because like the beginning of the game is like it's not action-packed you're not shooting anything you're just a hummingbird and you're like getting bullied by all the other bees and hummingbirds and you kind of have to like figure it out on how you get your powers, but once you do it, it's kind of a letdown too, as far as the shooter goes. But <laughs> I guess it looks nice. So you got that. <laughs> Honestly, when I played it, I I seriously thought I was just playing hunting, hummingbird simulator. <laughs> like I literally just flew around trying to dodge the bees and get to the flower, and then I would get trapped in the corners. And you have to do that little burst, yeah, a couple times, and you get out. <laughs> he kept trapping me in the corners. Um, there was the like the little power up shield things that I found, and then um, there was one other thing too. But I don't know. Overall, I didn't really get to where it was a shooter. Yeah, yeah. It, those the other hummingbirds are just a bunch of bullies in that game, so. And I don't think you can take it out on them afterwards either. They're still just a jerk down there. So, so the moral of the story is hummingbirds are assholes. <laughs> yeah, hummingbirds, nature's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, a little bit of description on all the games there. Why don't we go back up through and we'll give our picks on whether we would buy, rent, or burn each game respectively. Uh, Andy, why don't you kick things off? Oh boy. Uh, 
32. Uh, I'll buy tempo and then I'll burn the rest. Is that, can I do that? Totally. No. Okay. <laughs> like, like we, that's pretty much the only good 32 X game I've played. I guess there's a few others. Star Wars is pretty good. Doom, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> if I have to stick to these games, oh boy, I think I'm going to do Spider-Man for my Spider-Man buy. <laughs> exactly. That's a bad inside joke, everybody. <laughs> and the reason I'm picking to buy it is because half the time you can just swing over the whole level and not play it. <laughs> the best way to enjoy the game is not to play it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that one had like the most at least uh, there was just a few issues that make it from being a, a pretty decent game overall. So I think that that in itself does it. Um, my rent is going to be Calibri. Uh, it's it's an interesting shooter, you know. Obviously, being a hummingbird, all that stuff. Nice backgrounds, nice art, but the shooting itself, like I, it just was not that good. <laughs> and it's kind of like free from free form shooting, kind of like Fantasy Zone and a couple others like that. But it it's it's a little bit rough, and the power ups are not good a lot of them are like burst and i hate burst shooting in shooter games but and my burn is going to be knuckles oh i i know i it it, i thought for sure like oh maybe i was just like expecting something else back then but no it's it's legitimately bad like maybe if you took that game and you rebranded it as something else and like made it seem like it's slow you know like take all the templates out that are like loops and all that shit that make sonic look cool and just turn it into like you know a slow platformer maybe but if you brand it as a sonic game like it's it's a bad attempt yeah there's an, there's sure. an expectation of what the game is going to be yeah nice so justin how about you um well since i have to stick with these games um, I'm honestly going to buy Knuckles. Oh. Um, I, <laughs> I don't think it's that great a game. It's just entertaining the shit that you get into because the other guy doesn't follow you. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I think that justifies the reason to buy that game over the other two. <laughs> um, I'm going to rent Spider-Man just because I don't think I could sit there and play it all the time but as a rental like sit down and play it you know for a couple days or whatever try to get as far as i can which isn't very far i i think that one would fit the rental category for me on that one um Calibri, i honestly i don't know what i'm doing in that game <laughs> <It's not fun. laughs> you realized you were a bird and you're like fuck this i'm done <laughs> yeah i was kind of like when i tried to play farming simulator like it wasn't fun <laughs> uh yeah i'm gonna burn that one nice i did i don't know the last time i yelled at my tv so much about with knuckles <laughs> like yelling at the guy just like you're on a platform above and this other guy is like tethered to you and he's just hanging out below you and he's like well what do we do now and it's like god damn it <laughs> you just run back and forth and the guy just follows you hanging there. <laughs> uh <clears throat> 
the one, one button too. You push it, and the guy like goes towards the screen, and then comes back onto your platform. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a interesting Byron burn for sure. <laughs> well, at least we know we don't have to revisit the 32x, right? Yeah. <laughs> if this is the cream I, of the I mean, crap, we're pretty much dead right. all. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So, moving on to the meat of the podcast, we're going to get into uh, the happenings, things we've uh, noticed going on out in the gaming world, and uh, maybe in our game rooms themselves, what we've been playing. I'm going to kick things off. I'll, I'll start with Labo. Um, so, I don't know. Justin, I, I can safely assume you didn't pick up Labo since you don't have a Switch yet, but Andy, have you picked up a Labo kit? No, I'm kind of on the fence yet, and uh, honestly, kind of what you've told me, like, it, I'm kind of farther away from it now, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, you saved me some money. Uh, yeah, so I said I wasn't going to buy it, and I think I made it till 11.30 the morning of launch before I picked one up, and even, <laughs> even the lady checking me out at Best Buy was laughing at me. She's like, well, good. You did pretty good. We didn't open until like nine o'clock. So I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. Cause I was just like instantly mad. I'm like only Nintendo could get me to open my wallet for $80 worth of cardboard. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I bought like the, the toys, like the toy con kit, not the robot one. Uh, and then I bought the accessory like decorating pack. Cause I'm a sucker. It was like 10 bucks for like a box of fucking stickers and stencils. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? At the very least, this will be a fun project. We didn't have anything going on this weekend. I could hang out with my kids and do this. Uh, and I would say for the most part, it is. Now, it, that kid is rated at ages six plus. My son's four, my daughter's six. And they wanted to build the house like thingy. It's like a virtual pet thing first. And that, no joke, I don't know what the projected time on that was, but that took us, with my two kids, at least three hours. Um, it was, they had fun, don't get me wrong, but it's just like a lot to ask of short attention spans, and it was way more involved than I had even remotely anticipated, especially for a project that I thought I was just kind of building like this simple little house out of. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to think. I think, um, you know, I don't have an issue with the price as much as I used to now that I've seen how many hours we're going to get out of it, at least the activity. The other thing that we talked about though, and... I immediately became a problem is like, what do I do with all this cardboard shit that I've built now? Cause now I have, I already have this thing like in the way just sitting out because what am I going to do with this? And I built one of like six of these. So I'm going to have all this dumb shit just laying around my house that I don't want to keep, but I paid a bunch of money for. So I don't know. I guess I give it my, my parent thumbs up for fun video game related thing to do with your kids. But it's not for me, obviously, you know, it, it's, it's very much for my children and they got a kick out of it, but I kind of wish I'd have just waited and maybe got this thing cheaper. You got to assume it's going to be on sale soon, but it looked interesting though. Yeah. Do your kids uh, ask to keep playing like that house? No. The house game or whatever? Never. So it's like a one thing. Huh? Yeah. And my son has not seen it because he lost attention span. Like his attention was gone well before we finished that thing. My daughter loves arts and crafts, so she's been more about continuing to work on the house. So she's painted the roof now. She's going to be putting stickers on. Like, so she's getting more into decorating this stuff than she is the actual little mini game. And to be honest, that mini game is sort of weird because you've got this little like virtual pet thing that lives in there. 
And it's kind of like, I don't know what it is. It's like a dog gerbil looking thing. That's kind of like a ball shaped almost, but you're kind of torturing this thing. Like you plug in a thing and a fan comes up and you like blast the thing with a fan <laughs> or you grab, <laughs> attach this other piece and it grabs the thing with like a, a ball grabber thing and shoots it down a bowling lane. So really it's like, how can we torment this animal, the game? So it's like an interactive, <laughs> like torture device for your children is kind of what this boils down to. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what crimes this animal has committed. Right. So yeah. He might be on house arrest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like, again, I, like I said, I, I give it a recommendation for like a fun project with, you know, small kids, but I, I, the lasting appeal of this thing I think is pretty limited. Yeah. I think if my kids were just a few years older, I would probably pick it up. But knowing that your son is the same age as my oldest, I was like, okay, that's his, they're not going to hang in there for three hours to do this thing. So, yeah. And after watching my time lapse video of my son just like sitting there eating popcorn and like eight other snacks and not paying it, attention to the the project at hand at all, you're like, yep, <laughs> this is this is not working. Yeah, yeah. It would it would be just me building it and like, I guess that would be okay. But I don't know. I'd rather do Legos at that point. Yeah, for me. Well, and the thing with Legos, too, is, like, at least at that point, you can take it apart and, like, rebuild it again. Like, what am I going to do with yeah. this? Because some of those parts that we built for the house are so intricate, you can't... There's no way to disassemble them and put them back together that it would ever work the same again. That's a problem. Yeah. I mean, so it is yeah. just always going to take up space in your house. Huh. Cool, though. I mean, it's cooler than I gave it credit for. Um, we'll see how the rest of the projects go. Does that one have the piano in it? Yeah, piano, dirt bike, little robot controlled thing, um, fish, fishing game. Yeah, yeah. Fishing. yeah. So we'll see. I'm a little afraid hey. for the other ones after how tedious this one was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do love your uh, fishing, uh, handheld fishing game, so it's that might true. be right up your alley. Yeah, maybe I'll get sucked into this for like four <laughs> hours straight and catching fish with my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin I figured you'd be all excited about or up in arms about this news what do you think about Call of Duty finally not having a campaign I'm a little bit torn on that um, I think the campaigns have actually been somewhat decent in the Call of Duties and I'd normally play them um, but they have announced it before that it wasn't going to have a campaign and then it did So I think they're hinting at Battle Royale in, in place of like a scripted yeah. campaign <laughs> is what the rumor has been. And it's funny because you and I, we were hardcore into call of duty for many years. And like, that was always my argument was give me twice the amount of like online multiplayer stuff at launch. And I won't care about a campaign. Cause I'm, I'm the person who's never played a single campaign in any call of duty. And I bought them annually for many years. So I think it's interesting that they're finally doing it, but I think, the thing you're gonna have to do to appease fans is like I think you're gonna have to have more content for the multiplayer piece up front. Otherwise, you're kind of giving people less and charging them the same amount. You know, I don't think it's gonna be a big deal for probably ninety percent of the people that play Call of Duty though, because everyone I know never touched the campaign. Right, and I only did when my internet wasn't working or nobody was on. Like. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a huge deal if they actually go with no campaign, um, but they're going to have to have something else in there to justify people paying 60 bucks, I guess. Right. I'm not buying it, though, because I heard it's going to be more 
along the lines of, um, like you said, Battle Royale and then like an Overwatch type style. I don't trust them to pull off the type of balancing that would need to come into an Overwatch style. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no faith that they can pull that off. <laughs> I am not even one bit interested in a Call of Duty game that's going to be Overwatch style. Not, I'm not even interested in Battle Royale from Call of Duty, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... The only Battle Royale that I would be interested in would be Crackdown. <laughs> right, the over-the-top. And like, yeah. Other than that, I have you know PUBG and Fortnite. I don't need anything else as far as Battle Royale. Well, now you heard that they're doing something kind of like what we talked about with the Crackdown, like ridiculousness, right, for Battle, Battle Royale. Um, Cliffy B uh, announced that they're pulling the plug on Lawbreakers because they never found an audience, and they're instead making a free-to-play... Um, Battle Royale that they just threw up on early access and it's supposed to be like Smash TV meets like Battle Royale gameplay. Do you know what it's called, Andy? Radical Heights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's the one, yeah. I've seen quite a bit on that. It's supposed to be a VR game, though. Somewhat VR, isn't it? Uh, There might be VR features, but as of right now, it's like pretty early on, so. So that could be. I watched quite a bit of gameplay of it, but looks interesting. Yeah, I heard it's pretty janky. Not that, yeah, it's, not it's that really any early. of those battle royales aren't, but <laughs> although Fortnite's polished, I guess for what that is. Well, they keep breaking it. The more updates they do, yeah, then you can just rebuild yeah. it because it's Fortnite, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I was as far as like the Call of Duty, I was kind of up in arms about it because I was like, uh, Call or the Black Ops are the the good story ones, right? Those are the ones that you yeah. want to play the campaign. And then I realized I didn't play the campaign in Black Ops 3, so I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> this is part of the problem, I guess. So. Yeah, it's just what I was going to say. It was like, were they good after 2, though? You know, it's like... <laughs> that That was the one yeah. that I truly respected the campaign on, though, and I played half of. That's the only one that I've maybe put more than an hour into the campaign was Black Ops. Yeah. Well, isn't like the Modern Warfare 2 remaster, isn't that just the campaign? <laughs> like, what are they doing? That's what they announced, yeah. <laughs> they also said that, though, for the remastered, that that was just the campaign. Oh. When they, um, Modern Warfare remastered, when they first announced that. Oh. With, um, Infinite Warfare. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, well, I don't want <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Everybody wants it for multiplayer. Yeah. So I, I can see why they wouldn't want to develop it, but like you said, though, Black Ops 1 and 2, I think Black Ops 1 was probably one of my favorite campaigns. Mm-hmm. See, like, this is where I kind of feel like, and I felt like they should have done this a few years ago now, was like, Call of Duty should just be an always online shooter. Like, I mean, they can have, if they want campaign games, it's fine, like, release those separately, but your multiplayer should just be like an ongoing game with seasonal rollouts, like, you know what I mean? It's just subscription based or annual seasonal upgrades, like forty bucks to get. Because we're seeing we're seeing that right. Like we're seeing Overwatch has seasons. We're seeing Destiny. That's a bad example because they haven't really pulled it off. But you know those games have seasons. It's just like a growing thing. I think they can do that with Call of Duty, to be honest. Or like like the battle passes yeah. in Fortnite. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
You wouldn't want it to be a subscription, though, well, unless they do it cheap enough, but they're going to do yeah. you know, $60 yeah. subscription for a year. <clears throat> right. But they could do like $20 seasonal rollouts and then just sell the fuck out of like loot boxes. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, wasn't there supposed to be something that was overseas, like a Call of Duty Online, where it was just um, like every map from Call of Duty's? In yeah, the Chinese one. This one. Yeah, yeah. It's like free, right? Like hacked, or is this like a legit thing they're putting out? I think it was legit, yep. wasn't it? Yep. Huh. And uh, you could get like maps from other Call of Duties in, like all of them were on there. Wow. I think it was PC only though. Yeah. But well, it'd probably have to be because you can't sell gaming consoles in China. It's probably like a waffle iron that you like plug into your TV that plays Call of Duty or something. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll be uh I was hoping it, it's gonna be interesting watching Call of Duty in the next few years to like see what they do because like obviously when they add Battle Royale that's like well that's a move saying that you're not the top guy anymore you know <laughs> I don't think they can regain the foothold they held I think I think Battle Royale with Player Unknown and Fortnite have been kind of the final blow to the relevancy of annualized call of duty to be honest there's just too much of a swing from like because your demographic there needs to be like teens to college to really drive the sales of that stuff and those guys are just not who's they're not i I just don't see that demographic putting money into call of duty anymore to be honest i think they'll still have the competitive feature like the esports aspect of it at least for a few years here still um but yeah, I do agree that the other games kind of took over, and I think the combination of those other games and just the terrible gameplay for the past couple Call of Duties right. are what drove that. Yeah, they kind of lost sight of the formula that made them fun pretty quickly. Yeah. Activision? No way. <laughs> <laughs> that giant step from, what was it, uh, I don't remember which Call of Duty it was, but when they brought out Advanced Warfare. Yeah. So many people quit playing. Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been playing uh, Far Cry 5 here and there, trying to get through my stack of games that are coming out that are all incredible and like 100 hours long. So I don't know how I'm ever going to get through that, but... I guess I like Far Cry just because it's it doesn't matter what the story is, what the game is really. It's just like you could make a game of those uh pretty much those outposts where it's like, okay, here's the outpost, here's like the layout, try and kill everybody without them knowing, you know, like I could do a game of just that. And that would be fun. So I don't know. Overall I it's kind of mixed reviews from everybody, but I guess Far Cry that's just the type of game I'm looking for. I'm not looking for anything deep or meaningful or anything out of it. It's just a video game. That's fun. I've watched a lot of gameplay on that. It looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I have never played much of any of those, but <clears throat> it does look like a good time. I bought Far Cry Primal when it was on sale, and everyone says that's the worst one to have you play as the first game for Far Cry. Yeah, I never played that one. I think that's the one thing, like, they need to space them out a bit. Like, I can only do a Far Cry maybe only every two or three years. Because <laughs> it just, 
does get repetitive, I guess, but overall, it's right about the time now for me. There was a gap, right? Like, four was two years ago now? Yeah, it... Two or three? Even th- three, maybe. I think 14, maybe, it came out. Well, but, okay, so what was the last one? Was the last one Primal or four? Yeah, Primal, Primal. was the last one. Okay. So there's yeah. A- yeah, that was like $9 shortly after... <laughs> release <laughs> yeah those uh ubisoft a games do not hold a hold a <laughs> price that's for sure no you could like set your watch to when assassin's creed and far cry will be ten dollars <laughs> yeah i still want to get the new assassin's creed but origins yeah it's good isn't, isn't it weird that they've like done like probably the best entries in both of those series and everybody's just kind of like yeah it's it's the best one of those things, but like nobody's really like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, Far Cry 5 does look like, I think just the setting for me makes it interesting because, you know, oh yeah, you know, th- there aren't too many games set in that, you know, middle America. It's kind of cool. Homefront would be the other only other game I can think of that really landed in there. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, Homefront. I liked the, yeah, the, the campaign on the first Homefront. It was great. Like, so broken, but... I mean, it's Red Dawn. Red Dawn's good, so I'm playing Red Dawn. It's all right. Plus, in Far Cry, I had a badger bite my nuts in (laughs) first-person view, so that was... (laughs) Worth it. Yes. Why would... Is that a thing that badgers do? Go right for the nuts, or what? I I mean, I guess. They're kind of known for not being very nice creatures, so Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Wow. (laughs) That's... I heard... There's some pretty am- amazing bugs in there, though, too. Like, like you'll save somebody or whatever, and then they're like, oh, thank you, or whatever, and then they'll steal your car. Like, <laughs> you really? saved them. <laughs> it's like, you dick. Oh, I keep hearing or, all or the stories, too, about, yeah. like, anytime you talk to an NPC ever, like, the random, like, cougar attack rate is just, like, oh, off, yeah. off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's seven times I've been talking to people, and a cougar comes out of nowhere and just eats them. It's amazing. Yeah, like I was trying to do a mission, like talk to this person, and like you can't talk to them when they're in like conflict or whatever. Okay. Well, there's this bear that's just like mumbling around, and this guy's like, oh, there's a fucking bear, and he's like going behind trees and like running away. So you can't talk to him, and then he finally like cool down a little bit and you start talking he's like two sentences in and then the bear comes back it's like oh that's so annoying <laughs> so it doesn't it like breaks mid conversation it won't yeah he's got to run uh, away from the bear again. <laughs> that sucks <laughs> uh, does it pick up where you left off you have to start over the whole conversation sometimes it does I, that one it didn't but a lot of times like some main like if you're doing a main mission they'll be like what was I saying again and then it'll pick up so it's like at least they're like uh, we're not going to fix this problem, but we're just going to make like a, a bandaid on it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, um, I don't know, was it this month or last month? Mad Max was free on PlayStation Network. Um, I had bought that a Black Friday a couple years ago, shortly after it came out. And I still have it shrink wrapped, haven't touched it. So I finally decided to play it since it was free. It's actually a pretty decent game. Um, I don't know if either of you have played it, but I think I have probably four or five hours into it, and I just want to keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like I wanted it for a long time and actually bought it dirt cheap. Still shrink-wrapped. 
probably about a year ago, year to nine months now, then I see it's free and I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> I did the same thing with Just Cause 3 a couple months ago, but yeah. No, it, I always wanted to play it. It looks cool. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I didn't really know what to, what to expect because I am not very good at sticking to single player games. I get bored quickly of them, as you guys know. No. And uh, <laughs> so when I seen this one, I was like, yeah, I might as well play it. I have a new shift, so it's kind of a lot of downtime when nobody's playing. So it's single player games will work. And that's pretty open world too, right? Like you're just kind of like overtaking outposts and expanding your map, I'd imagine. Yep. Um, you have to do this main story to really expand the map from what I've seen so far, but you have outposts, you have different, all kinds of different things to go and attack and loot, I guess. Kind of going to be a little bit grindy, I think, getting all the scrap that you need for it, but it'll be Because you got to upgrade your weapons and car, I suppose? Yep. So is it based kind of in the Fury Road universe, kind of a little bit, or...? Um, well, I assume that's like from the movie, right? Yeah, the newest one, yeah. 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 It, I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but it's going to have like the, the deserty metal shit everywhere. Um, broken down cars. You have to avoid. Yeah, everybody's obsessed with cars. Yeah. 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 And then, so yeah, it'd be in that universe, I suppose. I always love that about the Mad Max series <clears throat> because. Society has crumbled, obviously, decades and decades ago in the in that series. But everyone's driving around cars. Never like there's no mention of the fact that all gasoline would have turned in this scenario, <laughs> like hundred years prior to this. Like, I, <laughs> but I'm I'm overthinking a very dumb movie franchise that I love. That's the thing but too. I, th- I I think the same thing with The Walking Dead. I'm like, it's been four years. That gas is no good, people. But but nobody <laughs> thinks about that. You didn't see like, that new Mad Max movie where like the the bad guys have control of the stable factory to keep all the gas. <laughs> 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 Makes total sense. Yeah, and here like you actually have a gas meter too. So you have to find gas. You can go to one spot and there'll be a gas can, and you turn around, drive away, and drive right back. It'll be there again. <laughs> the refresh rates are kind. Yeah. So. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. I also started playing uh, Skyrim, I guess, on PC. I played through that quite a bit on console on Xbox back when it first came out. Figured I'd give it a go on PC. Higher settings? Yeah. Well, plus they have all the built-in mods and stuff now, too. <laughs> nice. My my big problem, I did the same thing, kind of went to the PC version, but then I kind of ruined the game because it does console commands, so it's like, <laughs> you can't hold this, like, the fuck I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, I suppose that would be <laughs> something. It's nice, but it kind of ruins the game overall, too, but... Yeah, I I did the a couple of the mods where it adds, like, more magic abilities, uh, more armor sets, um... I think there's one that's like campfire something or other, so you can actually cook food or something. Yeah. Nice. Do they have one that makes you be able to climb everything, like in Breath of the Wild? Or I'm sure they do. I just went for nothing game breaking. Sure. 
Ninth best game of all time. <laughs> According to the list from people who we shall not name. <laughs> uh, it's definitely up there. It should be higher. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, sorry. Sorry I made you mad. I, I, I want to talk to you about something that would also probably make you mad. Okay. Uh, as a Neo Geo X owner, it's the finest Neo Geo product ever put in yeah. anyone's home. How do you feel about a potential, basically, re-release of that? I mean, it's probably going to be first party this time, right? Yeah, I would hope. But so the news came out that they're doing what the 40th anniversary edition of SNK games, and they're going to make a console. That's what they say. I'm. I don't know if it's a mini. We don't really know, right? Yeah. I mean, get. If I had to guess by the teaser trailer that they're showing, it looks like a miniature arcade cabinet. So I think it's a miniaturized. I mean, just the scale of it. I don't know if you saw that, but it was. It was a very vertical standing device that they threw an SNK branded towel or cloth over. Oh, okay. So to me, it almost looks like a miniature tabletop arcade cab. Um. But who knows, right? I mean, it's all speculation at this point. I'm very excited for it. And then also, didn't they kind of alongside this or just prior to this announce there's going to be an SNK collection for the Switch? Yeah, so that, I did hear that too. on its own is amazing. It's but, probably the same thing, right? Like the, right. if it's an arcade thing, it's got to be a plug and play too, right? It, it has to have video out. What if it's not even a console at all and they're just going to make a dock that your switch plugs into to turn it into a little arcade cabinet. That would be pretty cool. I could see that too. Yeah. Huh. They did. Use, I thought they said console though, right? I thought that was the verbiage they used. At least. Yeah. They're but, basically touting it as like, they're making their own Neo Geo classic, if you will, you know, in the, in, yeah. <clears throat> in the vein of Nintendo's classics. So that's probably where they're going. It's gotta be better than the shit that Tomo put out for sure. <laughs> At least better organized as far as like releases and stuff like that. And lawsuits not happening, hopefully, <laughs> if they're releasing their own games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That could be cool. But if it has Neo Geo on the name, what does that mean? Do you think they're going to overcharge for it? Or is it going to be reasonable? I mean, do you think $8 a pop for SNK games on the Switch is reasonable? Because I think that's a little mm. high, to be honest. So I, I got to imagine there's going to be a fair amount of markup. It, I mean, it depends on the quality of this, too. Like, if they've kind of got a pedigree for being expensive, right? I mean, that's sort of Neo Geo's thing. I got to imagine it's not going to be as affordable as the classics were. As long as it's easier to find or pre-order, I'm okay with that, though. Yeah. Plus, it would be nice if you could just plug your MVS carts right into it, too. That'd be really cool. That'd be sweet. SNK, why don't you do that? That would be amazing. Speaking of that, and I think I messaged you too, uh, this like recent rash of like dirt cheap consoleized MVSs coming for sale out of like PlayAsia and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like you, there, there are now consoleized MVSs being sold for $200, which is kind of <laughs> incredible. I still, I, it's funny when you say dirt cheap because that's not well, right. cheap. <laughs> I, that's what I paid for my for, piece of shit Neo Geo X, though. I could have had a consoleized <laughs> fucking MVS. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I got really excited when I saw that. I was like, oh my God, it's so cheap. And then I've watched a few <laughs> videos and people are like, 
so it works, but like it blew out this like recording device and I had to switch to this. And then I found out because like one of the defining features of these new cheap MVSs is there's a version that lets you use Saturn controllers, which is obviously a huge cost savings. But I guess that adds like another 80 bucks to the price. So then you're at $300. So then at that point, like, is it really a good deal? I don't think so. Yeah. But it's crazy after this many years, like there still is not a baseline cheap way to play those games. Well, I mean, other than that Switch collection, I guess that could be a potential way to. You know, it's funny because like it's not out of the realm of possibility or profitability at this point with the collecting scene for Neo Geo to just say, we are going to manufacture 500 MVS units every year and we will re-release games, you know, to some extent, or even just sell them to you through like a digital distribution through a Wi-Fi yeah. enabled arcade cabinet. Cause I think there would be no issue with them selling those out at a good markup. Oh yeah. I don't think so. That would, there'd be people all over that. I think. Yeah. It's just funny that they haven't tried that or that really nobody's trying that. But I mean, Neo Geo would be the ones to pull it off because you could, you could totally set up a digital distribution service to just, I mean, the thing would run off of like some sort of like cheap Android circuitry in the back that would just log into their online store and keep, you know, the, the rest of the hardware intact and it would just load to from a solid state drive. Neo Geo, if you're listening, that's a way better 40th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Announce that. How about a new game other than King of Fighters? That would be pretty cool, too. <laughs> or a redemption of Metal Slug. I feel like the last couple of those have not been. Yeah. We need Blue's Journey, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of minis... Uh... Justin's wiener. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that made by Ad Games, too? <laughs> <laughs> 60 <laughs> percent of the time it gets erect every time <laughs> yeah so this this whole saga between uh sega has announced that they're making their version of a genesis mini too yeah along with everybody else because they look hey nintendo can do it we can do it too which i don't think that's the case necessarily Nintendo does it because Nintendo find fans buy anything like frickin' cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> the, the original announcement was, hey, Sega, we're doing this. We're building this machine. And everybody got super excited. Then, uh, at Games, which has made all these little crappy Shitty. versions in this past, uh, kind of align themselves to say that kind of like yeah we're doing it we're involved in this or whatever then they deleted the tweet so now i the speculations back that maybe they're not involved this is you know 100 percent sega but i don't uh, know sega Who gives a shit? The, the thing <laughs> is is like yeah it's hard to get excited right because like sega has sort of just hoard out their back library for the last 20 years like through, yeah, through shitty at game stuff through like compilations yeah and it's always done like slightly broken i think that one that came up for the 360 and the ps3 was maybe the most intact emulation wise yeah 
there's been a lot of like the 3D ones that they did on 3DS. The I think they have a developer. Forget what I forgot is, about that. Yeah, they do a really good job um, doing some of those. But overall, yeah, they've not been great. And I think there's another one coming out real soon too. Is for PS4 and Xbox is a yeah that one actually Genesis looks collection. pretty good. That's right. I'm kind of ready for that again. Like I'm ready for. Uh, I think the D-pad on the PS4 is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah. Plus, the other big Sega news is Shenmue's coming back in HD. <laughs> Took them long enough. Like they must have got enough letters in the mail that people are like, "Okay, let's do it." I think that's a mistake. Yeah, I think Shenmue. Well, gonna... <laughs> I think Shenmue Three is also a mistake because people are so like they have such cloudy back vision as to what. Shenmue was and why they think it was they're going to be just sorely disappointed as to what Shenmue actually is. Yeah, I think Sega's like fucking them over right now because they're going to get that out before Shenmue 3. Everybody's going to play this and they're like, oh this is what Shenmue was about. I think they're doing it because they know Shenmue 3 is probably never going to come out. (laughs) (laughs) There will be a Kickstarter in another 10 years to like resurrect Shenmue 3 on like the PlayStation 6. Uh yeah though i mean to me that made perfect sense kind of with with the announcement that shenmue 3 was coming supposedly but yeah i don't think i don't think those games are what people really hold them up to be there no they were i remember playing shenmue and i was like wow this is a technical masterpiece but as far as a game boy that was rough like and i like those type of games but like this one was so off the wall that it was like, okay, you need to go to this place and it opens at 10 a.m. Right. And then like, so just run around and talk to people and they say the same things over and over. And yeah. Yeah. I spent the majority of my time in Shenmue just in the arcade, taking my daily yep. allowance and playing like Afterburner and Space Harrier. That was it. Or we're buying yep. those little tchotchkes because why not? Yeah. Those people need to not buy Shenmue and they need to buy the Yakuza games because that's 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 a good version of Shenmue. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that funny? Like, it's such a well-established franchise that, like, obviously has done so well outside of the Western markets. And now it took them, like, six entries and how many offshoots to, like, finally have people, like, give a fuck. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where it came out of, but it's like in the last 18 months, people are like. Yakuza, it's the best shit ever. Like, <laughs> we're on the sixth entry, and I'm just hearing about this now. Come on. Yeah, I I don't know. They've always been middling. They're they're always way too long, just like Shenmue is. It's way too long for its own good. But right. the I mean the the first few fights that you have, and you're just like absolutely killing these guys, murdering them in the you know, just like damn type of ways, and. <laughs> After a while, you see the same ones over and over again. It just gets a little old, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I applaud Sega doing well at anything because I don't know. They're, they're one of those companies that like you never really know how long they're going to be around, at least intact to the extent that they even are anymore. Yeah, here's to them like having a couple successes. I guess let's hope. I mean they. They have some good successes. It's just like they don't really. It seems like they don't have a solid plan on what they're doing going forward. So. Right. At least they leave Atlas alone. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. That could be way worse. Yeah. <laughs> so did you guys I'll just talk about this isn't gaming related, but I just wanted to like talk briefly. Um as well you guys probably know, but the listeners don't. I'm a huge um punk rock fan and big fan of Green Day, uh one of my favorite bands kind of throughout the years. They're they're more mainstream obviously than a lot of the bands in the punk scene that I listen to, but uh so last week, four twenty Billy Joe has a new band, The Long Shot, just surprise dropped their full album on 420, which is funny because it obviously ties <laughs> back to Green Day. And uh, it's probably the best sounding Green Day songs I've heard in 10 years. Really? Yeah. It's actually good. I have not yeah. heard that. The only one I listened to was the one that you sent me. And like, it legit sounds like the older Green Day stuff. Um, the, it's a music video that you sent us yeah. on YouTube and uh, it's funny seeing him because it doesn't look like him yeah like he, he's not in his green day you know yeah that realization after like a minute of staring at him that the reason he looks weird is because he's not wearing eyeliner for yeah. the first time in over a decade <laughs> is sort of because yep. you're like did he have something done you're like oh no he's just not wearing makeup like this is weird <laughs> Took me so long. I was like, "What did he do?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's... he was. Oh, go ahead. I was saying he was he was getting a little too old for that eyeliner stuff. Like it's almost oh, yeah. Alice Alice Cooper sad, but <laughs> right. It's uh, it, it sounds a lot like American Idiot era Green Day, and like that's kind of the thing is like I agree with you. Like the whole like we're punk rockers and like that whole it's a little fatigued on him at this point. So like it very much sounds like a more, I guess, straightforward, like rock and roll sound. It's still very much what you'd expect out of, out of Billy Joe, I guess. Um, it's a little weird hearing like some of the tracks not having like very cool drum. Cause like, I would argue that he's like probably one of the most iconic sounding drummers in rock and roll and probably adds the most to a lot of Green Day albums, but it's good. I mean, I would recommend checking it out. I think pretty much all of it's streaming online. You listen to the whole album? I listen to the majority of it, yeah. Yeah, I, I like all the tracks. They're all they're all ten times better than the last what was it, Revolution Radio? That was a sh- that's yeah. probably not probably, I think that is the worst Green Day album. Even worse than I'm just glad I, I'm just glad I bought that on sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a lot done. It was on sale from a cheap price already, but I tried listening through that. I think I listened through it like three times and I was like, I can't do this. I don't like any of them. No, well, it's just like such forgettable, like regurgitated shit where this is like, I mean, this isn't like out of the norm of like what you've heard from good Green Day albums, like good modern Green Day albums, but it's just the kind of sound I I like to hear from them. So I don't know. If you haven't heard of them, listeners, I would, I would check out his new side project. It's it's good. Okay, on to the fail bag where we answer questions that are uh, 20 years old 
from old magazines and we answer them as if they were uh written to us so that we could help these poor people out um so let's just jump right in our uh, first question i'm gonna point this to you ryan yes this this one is from uh official playstation magazine 1997 uh matt says i was at single tracks website and read that as a result of its acquisition by gt interactive it will most likely not make the next twisted metal game i know sony holds the rights to the twisted metal series so does sony plan to continue itself well depends on what you mean by continue and itself if you mean flush it down the shitter with the lovely studio we'd love to call 989 then yes Sony continues to trounce on your dreams and beloved memories of a classic franchise. Yeah, Matt, it didn't happen. <laughs> Just forget the Twisted Metal exists because they're going to ruin it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the perfect question for you because we all know what 989 has done to Twisted Metal. It's funny because it took them what, like, to the reboot in like what was that 2010 or something to like make another twisted metal game that didn't suck and by that point nobody cared yeah and it took the same guys from that made it the first time yeah (laughs) Uh, i don't know black was good right yeah i mean i guess i i don't i can't go back to black like i used to (laughs) 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 that's not how the saying goes Ryan. (laughs) <laughs> i really wish we hadn't recorded that but i'm sure that's never gonna resurface in future episodes or <laughs> all right <laughs> moving on every so often we can just reference black for it yep just can't go back <laughs> I actually wasn't going to say anything on that either. <laughs> going to let it go. <laughs> yeah, so we really helped him out. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, he's just better off not knowing. Yeah. Okay, Douglas has a, a couple questions here. He says, I must say I'm a little confused over the tither concerning the new 30-bit 32 and 64 bit machines, not as in which is better, the PlayStation or Saturn, but which is most worth the price. I recently talked to the store manager at Babbage's, which also tells you when this question yeah, was. puts a nice time frame on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that the company doesn't plan to carry the PlayStation. <laughs> so that's said, what happened to Babbage's. <laughs> He said that the bigwigs at Babbage's distribution decided that since Sony is a new competitor in the ballpark, the company would not carry a system that will probably become obsolete. I think this is a very bad choice by Babbage's. First of all, they carried the Jaguar and still do, right? Enough said. All I'm trying to say is... (laughs) Sick burn! (laughs) (laughs) All I'm trying to say is that after looking at all the great software for the PlayStation that they should at least be giving, willing to give it a chance. 
Yeah, I, I would say <laughs> in further uh, to further bury Babbage's, I own a, I own one complete. I in my in my 3DO collection, I have one complete game that still has the original purchase receipt in it, and that receipt is from Babbage's. So <laughs> their choice in consoles to stock was not maybe the best. Uh, we'll just say that. Yeah. I have to imagine that store manager, whatever he talked to, was just oh, being an idiot about it. Full of shit. Like, there's no way that they didn't stock the PlayStation, right? That Right. I mean, unless that really is, like, <laughs> you made the joke that that's what happened. <laughs> that was the nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. We will only carry the Saturn. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of amazing. I like how the guy, like, burns them on the Jaguar, though. That's a sweet, <laughs> sweet roast. Uh, yep. <laughs> you don't even realize to comment too much on that. Like he almost did it himself. That's a perfect question. Yeah, it's like what's what could possibly <laughs> what are they thinking? You know? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's kind of funny too because didn't like the majority of retailers like poo poo on the Saturn because of the surprise launch and like they were only in like select stores and they burned every other realtor, not realtor, yeah, uh, retailer. Yeah, Sorry. pretty much. I work in mortgage, people. <laughs> My mind gets mixed up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they they didn't make any friends, for sure. The PlayStation was kind of far and away the one that was promoted, I thought. I don't know. Sure seemed like it. So Babbage is, like, I think they're part of the GameStop brand now, right? Yeah. I want to, is it, I always get that confused with uh, EB. Software, etc. was yep. converted. And EB still exists in certain parts of the world, like Canada. Yep. Yeah, that's right. But it is all GameStop. Huh. That is pretty crazy that they kind of... Did Funko Land turn into them, too? Um, I don't remember. I can't or they remember. just went out of business, didn't they? I'm not sure, yeah. That's what needs to come back. Funko Land? Fuck Toys R Us. Yeah, Toys R Us can die. But, uh, and it is. Yeah. <laughs> But if somebody came back and said Funko Land's coming back, that'd be pretty cool. This one's from Expert Gamer, everybody's favorite magazine, which... It's so I good, I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny, like, I was looking at, like, all the staff members or whatever, and it's like, oh, I follow you on Twitter, I follow you on Twitter, I have no idea who the, what this magazine is. Like, I'm sure they probably have no, like, recollection of their time at this magazine or even care to admit that they were, I don't know. But, uh, OB says, dear expert gamer, what is up with the Sega dreamcast ad saying it's thinking? What do they mean by that? Could you please tell me? <laughs> Wasn't that just a carryover from the Saturn? Like, I think they literally, or am I wrong? Oh, really? Oh no, it was the, it was the, it was the ultimate gaming system was the same branding that they put on both. Yeah. Okay. I think they wanted you to think it was a lot smarter than it actually was. <laughs> I mean, you could look at that both ways at the same time. Like, I always remember my old computers that just turned into shit. And that had, you know, that little light that says, hey, it's thinking. Like, <laughs> that just means like your piece of shit garbage computer that can't do anything because you're sitting there thinking. Like, that's what it reminded me of. Oh, uh, Yeah. I can see that. Like it was, uh, you compared to like, oh, it's thinking. Just give it a minute. Compared to like, 
blast processing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when they would use that slogan, remember like those early commercials, it was just like every character from every franchise they had like hanging out in the Dreamcast. I'm like, yep. that's not it's thinking. Like, it's throwing a party and you're not invited. Should have been the slogan. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be invited. You can't. <laughs> but it's Sonic and all his friends. <laughs> I will say, though, that, like, everyone bought into that. Like, that was a pretty powerful advertising campaign. Like, I got all hyped up on that. I was yeah. like, what does that mean? Like, what can it do? And then five minutes later, you're like, oh, wait, the PlayStation 2 is coming. I don't, I don't care about this. <laughs> now I'm thinking about the PlayStation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it didn't matter that we had no specs, release games, or, like, idea of price. Like, you just knew that it was coming and it had to be better than the Dreamcast. <laughs> Which is shitty because the Dreamcast was amazing. And it is. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it was. I don't know. It, it's not better. I mean, pretty much the PlayStation beat it at pretty much everything, but... It was way ahead of the curve, for sure. Yeah. It was the last console where, like, you got original IPs, like, on the regular, though. It was yeah. the last hurrah from Sega, so you could definitely tell they were putting a lot of money into trying anything and everything. Like, there's so many experiences that just never got replicated again in gaming. Yeah. But who needs that when you can just buy Shenmue on PS4 now, so. hmm Yep. And our last question here. His name is withheld, probably for legal reasons. It's, it's because it's Carl, and you didn't want us to make you say Carl in the Walking <laughs> no, Dead voice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. This guy, uh, he might be in tr- some trouble, so I'm guessing he doesn't want to be known. He says, "Dear expert gamer, I think it will be, cr- I think it will be cool to screw the back of my green N64 controller." Ooh, I'm glad you didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and put it on the black one and vice versa but is that illegal uh, just too busy wishing the question event to screw the back of my green n64 period <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i mean <laughs> it's probably frowned upon from nintendo if they were going to service your controller right but is it wait is it controller or console yeah controller yeah didn't everybody like wasn't there like an actual released version of a controller that's like that and, like i've seen so many people do that on their own since the gamecube i remember there's like a oh the gray and purple yeah. one yeah but no that's not illegal but also you, it, it's well, not worth the effort is it i don't know it's kind of a crime to put green next to black like those that's right of all the colors all the colors you could do, like, that's just, I don't know. Isn't that Articat? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's part of the problem, I guess. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. You had all those colors, green and black. I just can't imagine that would be easy to reassemble, like, given the, like, weird nature of how the thumbstick assembly goes together. Uh, they're not too bad. Like, as long as you, like, hold the, 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 the case up on, on the front. So, like, that stick just comes off like that. It's it's not too much of a problem. Oh, okay. So, did you write this letter in all those years ago, and you switched your cases around, Andy, to the green and black? I wouldn't have done green and black. You seem no. to know a lot about taking <laughs> apart the backs of 64 controllers. Well... Name is withheld I, because it was me. Yes. See, I'm I'm all about making money, and people were really scared about, you know, going to jail over something like this so 
be yours. That's where opportunity is arises, and yeah, I'll I'll mix up your N64s. Hell, I'll I'll give you an Atari joystick for your in, for your uh, Sega Genesis and see how you like that. Play with that, because <laughs> everybody always did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that that's all I got. Most of these questions are <laughs> praising, just like, oh, I love your magazine. It's so good. It's the best magazine we've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Keep up the good work. You'll be you'll be beloved by gamers everywhere and remembered for decades <laughs> to come. Uh, but that's a, you gotta love that. They're like, we don't really have real questions in here. It's just a bunch of people like saying how great we are. Hey, that's one step up from Blood the fail up. bag. So I gotta give them props there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, we're not getting paid for this shit, though. So, well, they probably didn't either, considering they aren't remembered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, you want to take us out? Yeah. All right. So you can find us on all of our social media at um, www.weekendpodcast.com. There'll be links to all of different social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, you can also email any questions, comments, concerns to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. As always, be kind, rewind. Bananas. 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 Yes. Bananas.